So I'm going to try again. I'm not to talk for too much. <laughs> uh, so far I've not succeeded, but I'm keep trying. Uh, Uh, first thing I wanted to talk about is uh, an idea, uh, let you know how you feel about it. Uh, how long have I been doing this? Uh, some, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, and a lot of you, I've seen a lot of your, fa your faces been coming back here quite some time. So, uh, I don't know if you're teaching outside of this class or if you're doing anything outside of this. So, at the, perhaps for so the first 15 minutes, you can uh, sort of lead, you know, like uh, when you go to a prayer service and someone leads the prayer. So, maybe you can lead the, lead the, the preliminaries for the first 15 minutes. There's going to be a, I hope you can do a better job than I do. <laughs> Because I, I take 30 minutes. <laughs> okay. All right. And uh, I don't know, maybe we can, somebody, people can volunteer or people can, can be volunteered. <laughs> okay. All right. That's something for you to think about. And perhaps uh, that will sort of help you to uh, get a feel for how the preliminary is supposed to be so you can see how other people are handling it, okay, Make sure, uh, look for the common theme that's supposed to be there and then see how they, what words they use to express it to help, to help, to help them generate it, okay, maybe they can help you uh, find maybe some expression that you're looking for, okay, all right, um, so, remember uh, the approach one uh, way of uh, approaching meditation is to approach it to one kind of a, uh, understanding of definition. It is, think of it as sustained, directed mindfulness. Okay. Just think of it that way. And that would sort of help you gather whatever you need to gather in your mind to help you uh, get to meditative state. And first of all, uh, also uh, think of... Uh, when I say meditative state, think of it as uh, a state of mind that has specific characteristics, specific qualities, where when you're in that state, you're not, uh, you're not just pretending anymore. You're actually doing things. And until you get to that meditative state, whatever you do is just a pretense. And by a pretense, I'm, uh, I mean, you're pre sort of like you're pretending to be in that state and you're pretending to be doing things. And while you're in the state of pretending to be in meditative state, what, what, you're, what you are uh, training, what you're strengthening is your capacity to be mindful. Uh, mindfulness is uh, uh, very key for meditation. And you're supposed to take mindfulness not only when you sit down, you're supposed to take, uh, take it with you where, in whatever you do. When you're eating, try to be mindful. When you're walking, try to be mindful. And when you're, uh, especially when you're relating with someone else, definitely try to be mindful. Okay. And mindfulness will uh, show you 
what's beneficial, what's not beneficial, what is skillful, what's not skillful. Because when you're mindful, when you're uh, doing something that is unskillful, you, you, will, you, will, uh, you will be aware of why it is unskillful. It's not that you simply remember it was said in that book, this action is no good, that's why I shouldn't do it. But if you're mindful, you will be aware as to why it was said in that book that this thing is no good. You will feel it, you will come to, come to know it. And when you come to know it through this method, you don't need to be convinced for, for a few years about how you should relate to yourself, how you should relate with others. You know from experience. Okay. So as you are uh, uh, in the first stages trying to get to that meditative state, whatever you do, don't become discouraged when you don't see yourself actually uh, experiencing or realizing the things that, 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 that the practice, the thing that the exercise is supposed to, is supposed to, uh, is supposed to uh, manifest, is supposed to bring about. Okay. If you're doing a meditation on, especially for those of you who have taken initiation, who are doing sadhanas, you know what that means. If you don't know what that means, don't worry about it. Okay. So if you're those, for those of you who are doing sadhanas, you're in the pretend stage. I'm not talking about the, the classical pretend stage where, you know, uh, pretense and completion. I'm not talking about that kind of pre uh, pretense. I'm talking about you're pretending to meditate. Okay? And if you just stay, be honest with yourself, then you will not, you will not uh, encounter thoughts, avalanche, uh, uh, inundation of thoughts of discouragement. Okay? So just know you are pretending. You're, you're pretending to, to do something so you can get to meditation. And it's an exercise that you need to do. You know, it's like a, a, a martial artist who's training with weapons. In the beginning, you, know, you pretend. You play with toy weapons for a while. Until, you're able, to, until you, you, you're able to handle it, then you can move on to the real stuff. Because you can do real whatever. <laughs> okay. All right? Uh, so if you don't see yourself suddenly transform and, and uh, Sadhana said right now you're supposed to see so many you're supposed to see 300 Buddhas sitting on top of a pin something like that and then you don't see 300 Buddhas you don't even see the shadow you don't even see anything don't say oh I'm doing something wrong remember you're just pretending okay. while you're doing that what you're, the real training is that mindfulness what is happening to my mind as I recite these words is, am I, is my mind uh, holding on to the meaning of these words? That's what you're really doing. And if you just really do that, then that will guide you, that will take you to meditative state. And when you get to meditative state, then you will know, should I continue to pretend? Because you will feel the power of your mind to be able to do. A uh, long, long time ago, I don't remember when, uh, I used to uh, tell you that and when you set up the motivation, one way to set up the motivation is to think that you are about to enter the source of creation. And then, and your motivation is, okay, when I reach that stage, what, what should I do? What am I going to do with that? Okay. When you reach meditative state, you will have an appreciation of, of, of that. When you, uh, if you, if you reach a level where you're able to 
uh, if you feel confident that you can, uh, I'm not going to use that example because I don't want people to, or you, while you're still pretending to try it. <laughs> I'll use it anyway. <laughs> so you can look at the wall and then there will not be any doubt in your mind that you can walk through it. And, then, and if there is any, there won't be, but if there is any doubt, actually that's the, uh, believe it or not, that's the reason for developing psychic powers. The reason that the Buddha gave exercises to develop psychic powers is to strengthen conviction. You reach a certain level, and yet because of the power of the doubt that you've been exercising, you've been holding on, training for countless eons, countless lives, it has gained momentum, it has gained strength. And even after seeing emptiness directly, you may still have doubt about lack of inherent existence. And, the, and, and what helps shake this very, very uh, deep level of, of doubt is to do incredible things. So you can see yourself doing incredible things, so you can be free of, of grasping. Okay? So sort of free yourself from that the world is inherently existent, for example or to free yourself of whatever else is in that, exi in that existence. So you, you can get to a level, when you get to a meditative state, you feel the power, you feel the confidence, I can walk through that wall. And you make yourself walk through that wall. Okay. Uh, so when you're in that meditative state, then whatever you are doing that brought you to that state, then you stop doing it. And it's, it, it's, it's like uh, the, the analogy that the Buddha gave, you cross, you, well, you've, you've, you've used the boat, you've got to the other shore, now let go of the boat. Don't carry it on land. Okay? It's, it's done its purpose. It brought you where it's supposed to bring you. Okay? And don't feel that uh, you're, I don't know, you're being sacrilegious, you're being uh, uh, ungrateful to the boat if you don't carry it with you on your, on, on your back. Okay? As a matter of fact, if you carry the boat, you'll be, you'll be dishonoring the boat. <laughs> okay? Right. So, your sadhana right now, whatever we are doing right now, you're pretending. Okay? Unless you're some great yogi already. And also, if you are a great yogi already, and this is something that Chongnao uh, Yumpache uh, said a long time ago, way, way, way back then. <laughs> uh, he said, when, once you've gained a realization, the quality of, or the, one of the aspects of gaining a realization is when you revisit it, it gives you joy again. And, and the analogy it gives is like, a, is like a falling in love and then seeing the object of your love again. You don't say, oh, you again. That's what I told you yesterday. Okay. No, the, the, you, you have a, a sense of joy, a sense of great, wow, I'm seeing you again. Okay? So that's why all those great lamas, I mean, they graduated, you know, 20 years, 40 years, and they go into His Holiness's teaching. It's not like when, when His Holiness is teaching, it's the first time they're hearing it. They've, they've, they've heard it many, I don't know, many thousands of, of times. But when, because they've, if they gain realization when they're hearing it, it should be, it bring joy, joy to their mind to hear it. It's like seeing a lover again. Okay? So that's a sign. If you've... Uh, if you are on the path and you're supposed to revisit something and you know it's important to revisit it, if, you, if, if the experience that you're getting is extreme boredom, extreme uh, frustration, 
then perhaps you really you didn't really know this thing. Okay, it's like uh, you know uh, some people get frustrated with lam rim. Oh, lam rim again. Good. Ah, lam rim. <laughs> okay, but if you had any realization of any of the steps of lam rim, whenever you whenever you hear the very first step, ah, oh yeah, it's like. Uh, <laughs> should I use that example? Because I'm a monk. No. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> okay, shoot that. That make me blush. <laughs> okay, so uh, of course, there's the idea of uh, not carrying the boat. But when you see the boat, again, you should say, oh, that old stuff. You should be grateful to the boat. It got you to, to that place you wanted to, you wanted to get to. Okay. All right. Uh, can you meditate? Do you have the capacity to meditate? And a lot of you... Uh, Intellectually, you will say, of course. But do you really do you believe it? Do you believe that you can meditate? Do you believe that you can get to a state of mind where you actually experience that your mind is powerful to actually do things that are incredible? If you don't believe it, that is your first obstacle. You will never get anywhere in meditation. If you find yourself being unconsciously discouraged. Like at, 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 at one level there's, a, there's an interest in meditation and, and when you try to meditate what you experience is mainly uh, you, you feel like uh, you feel discouraged, you don't want to continue, you find doubts, you find uh, 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 thoughts clouding your mind telling you should you be doing this or not. It's because you're not really convinced you may, you may have a conviction that there is something called meditation, but you're not convinced that you are able to achieve it. You're able to actually do it. And why? Because you hear that meditation is this great state of mind where there is uh, uh, stillness of mind, the mind is stilled and all that kind of stuff. And then you sit down for the first time and you, your mind should be still because you, want it, because, you want, because you want to meditate and you want to have your mind still. And you discover that you have no control over your mind whatsoever. Actually, your mind has control, complete control. The mind is dragging you around. Okay. And then when you, you know, try to, okay, get over here. Get over here. Come on. And it's like, it's like a, a very energetic, spoiled brat. <laughs> you keep running around, keep running, chasing it. If you, keep, if you do that, all you're going to do is grow old and tired. So how do you get over it? I mean, if you, have, if, you, if, you have, if you have some sense of mental energy where you can actually chase that spoiled brat and grab it and have the strength to hold, to, to hold it down, good for you. But for the, for the most of you, for, no, it's like uh, the, is the, 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 the mind is at this moment is very energetic and spoiled brat and you, you, just, you, you are in a, in a constant state of just waking up. 
Does that mean anything to you? No, but how you feel with groggy. You're, you're in a perpetual groggy state of mind. You can't think straight. You can't think clearly. And you really can't com communicate. You can't even control your body. Okay. Somebody were to give you uh, something in your hand, it might fall. So your mind is like that. Your capacity to, to direct the mind is like that. So if you try to get this feeble uh, 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 directing ability of the mind to try to catch that brat, you will just exhaust yourself and then make yourself even more discouraged. And then you will fulfill the prophecy. What is prophecy? Self-fulfilled prophecy? That's what it's called. You say, well, I can't meditate. And you just prove it to yourself that you can't meditate. And you're going to hold on to that conviction. See, I told you. I told myself I couldn't meditate. This thing is not for me. Okay. So, to avoid that, don't chase the brat. Let the brat run around. Okay? Let the brat, let the brat get exhausted. <laughs> I'm not talking about any specific brat here, okay? <laughs> Don't think about some child that you know, okay, don't do that. <laughs> so, don't chase the mind who's running away. You're only going to exhaust yourself. Okay, just sit in your seat and then do your crochet. Okay, while the, while the mind is running around. And the mind will, and, and you will experience a, 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 at times the mind seeing that you're ignoring it and it will... It will, it will try to grab your attention by you know, coming to your face and doing that, okay? And you still have to ignore, ignore it, okay? So you want to catch, let him come to you. And how do you do that with this analogy? How do you practically do it when you sit down? You have your sadhana? Just recite your sadhana from beginning to end. Don't worry about, uh, don't look out for, okay, now this is the hand, this is the 300 Buddhas and none head of the pen, where are they, where are they, where are they? Okay. Just do your sadhana. Read it, read it, read it. And as you're reading it, this is the important part, have a part of your mind, that mindfulness, that loose mindfulness, just looking out for any taste of that peace, of, of, of that state of, of meditation that you begin to experience as in the body as a nice, pleasant physical sensation. And just have, a, have your mind loosely Look, uh, it's like um, the child, the, the bratty child is running around, but a part of your mind is watching, making sure that the, you know it's not going, it's not going to do some damage. Okay, so have a part of your mind just be on the lookout for, look at the pleasant sensation when it comes up, and then keep doing your sadhana, recite or whatever you whatever you're pretending to do. Okay, uh, and then once. Eventually, by doing this, what you, are, what you are doing is you're strengthening mindfulness. And at the same time, you're strengthening your, your capacity to hold the mind one in, in a place. And you're disassociating yourself, your mind, from the habit of running after things. Okay? Making the mind mature. Yeah. Whether you... And this, what I've just told you, doesn't matter whether you're, whether you're doing Lambrum first stage, which is really very difficult. <laughs> Lambrum first stage, or whether you're doing uh, High Soka Tantra, completion stage. This is the same, is the same thing. Okay. 
so one more element to add so we can finish. So we got the stuff about the mind, loose mindfulness looking out for the pleasant sensation. Okay. You have to now almost like uh, ignore and now almost like uh, do a deliberately in your mind have your mind uh, be chatty. So your mind is already chatty about different things. Com uh, a thought comes up, chatty, uh, a memory comes up, a sound comes in and your mind goes, oh, that sounds like the airplane that I heard the other day. Oh, that, oh yeah, that, I, I was at a restaurant and all those kinds of things. Uh, that Linda, I forgot to check for the, for the landlord. <laughs> okay. so, so that's chatty. So you deliberately engage, deliberately start a chat. But the chat you're doing is directed specifically towards what you're doing. And it's, uh, uh, it's not, I'm not talking about chatting in terms of uh, reciting, for example, if you're doing a sadhana, there are words you're supposed to recite. It's not that part. It's the mind is asking yourself a question, go, like a, a running, uh, running record? No. What was that? Commentary. Broken record. Broken record. Yeah, thank you. She wins the prize. <laughs> it's like a broken record. Every once in a while, what am I doing? What am I doing? Every once in a while, deliberately say to yourself, what am I doing? And after a while, you're going to get tired of asking yourself, what am I doing? Your mind is going to trick you. Aren't you tired of asking that question? Put it aside for a while. And when that, and, and the thing is, when that mind, that state of mind ask, tells you, aren't you tired of that, it's going to feel so natural. It's going to feel like your best friend and giving you the best advice in the world. Okay? Let that be just child running around. Don't ignore it. Keep, keep going. What am I doing now? What am I doing now? What am I doing now? Okay. What am I doing now? That's all, that's all you have to do for now. Okay. So you have a part of your mind looking out for the... looking at the... Yeah. In, it, uh, evolving. Look at it kind of evolving. Okay. A part of your mind asking, what am I doing now? Every once in a while it comes back, what am I doing now? What am I doing now? Okay. And then the other part just uh, being like a parrot. Okay. If you're doing the 11 stages of, of, of developing bodhicitta, then you go to the first stage is this, that, that, okay, I do this, I do that. Second stage, do this, do that. Third stage, do this, do that. Third stage, oh, I'm supposed to stay on the first stage, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. So, don't expect, don't have any expectation that bodhicitta is supposed to Don't look out for bodhicitta in the beginning. Okay. And while you're doing that, while, that, while it's going over the, the, the steps, then making, to make sure that you're going over the steps, you say, what am I doing now? Oh, I'm, do, I'm going over the steps. Okay, that's good. And that, that, that mindfulness is, look, oh, look at that... Uh, uh, that nice sensation is now deeper, it's becoming 
it's coming like uh, uh, it's coming like joy it's spreading I'm feeling it I'm actually feeling it in my mind so, okay I mean it's not like your mind is actually saying those words but there is a there's if you could express it there's that sense okay so that's uh, that's it meditation <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I didn't quite keep my promise. I did say I was going to try. Okay. All right. So let's uh, either do a review meditation, review as much as you can, so you can stick. Or do one of your pretends. from deliberate intention that you're going to do. some sense of tranquility, stabilize it by observing five cycles of breath, and then either begin a review or do a meditation on what it's going to be like when you become enlightened, or whatever you want to do.
without disturbing the tranquility. Observe it. Then again, look at the conditions of sentient beings. And strongly wishing that they be not. They become free of whatever problems and strife they are enduring. Strongly wishing that they find the happiness that they're searching for. <coughs> Due to the strength of your compassion, bring forth a strong will to give away this tranquility to them. Again, from this night to the achievement of your ultimate goal. Bring your attention again back to the breath. As you are aware, experiencing the breath, deliberately bring your attention to the top of your head and continue to be aware of more and more of your body until you are aware of the whole body from head to toes. discourage you, sit on a chair if you have to, eventually you will come to understand what, uh, who said that? Asa Sahara, I think. I don't remember who, but he said, uh, comparing somebody, another yogi who was boasting, and he said, my sitting is better than your whole practice. <laughs> you can come to appreciate that one day. Okay. All right, thank you. <laughs>